Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome to the Tuesday edition of Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak, and today is Tuesday. It's August the 31st, the last day of August. Now, today on the program, um, I'm going to try to... This is something that came to me this morning, what we're going to be talking about. I'm, I'm never quite sure what the Spirit has for me, what I'm, what I'm supposed to be discussing with you. But this came to me during my morning prayers today. Um... The idea, and we've talked about it before it, to a certain extent, but I, I think we, we need to devote the entire show to it today. The The idea of what if versus what is. And I think those of us who tend to be anxious, we get ourselves into a lot of trouble by excessively dwelling on the what is. In other words, what might happen? Is this going to go wrong? Is my illness never going to get better? What if I do get sick? What if my husband gets sick? What if somebody dies suddenly? What if I lose my job? What if this tornado warning turns into a tornado watch? What if an actual tornado strikes my home? You know, um, it's, it's important to acknowledge the truth and, and, and be prepared. I mean, I'm not saying don't get concerned for the future, but I think that by a simple shift in our focus, by focusing on the what is, and mainly I'm talking about the what is of God, the fact that God is with us, God loves us, and God is greater than any problem that we can ever face. That's not going to change. You know, that is, there's no speculation, no no opinion involved there, and yet so many other things, so many other of these, these major problems and on, on a worldwide level and maybe even in, on a local level, so many problems that we face in life are are made worse by the speculation of either ourselves or of others. In other words, it's how, it's how we look at the problem. The problem itself doesn't cause the fear. It's our reaction to that problem. And, and, and more and more, the Lord is, I, I think, placing this on my heart, and he wants me to share it with you as walking today, talking to Jesus, and, and I was just feeling really strongly about this, that this is what we need to talk about on the program today. It's not so much the problem. It's not so much the storm, but our reaction to the storm. You can have a very serious, life-threatening storm and not freak out over it. On the other hand, you can have a minor inconvenience or a potential storm, not even a real storm, and be totally stressed out and plunge into worry because of this imaginary what-if problem or situation. So it really does depend on how we look at things. So we're going to spend today, I'm going to share something from uh, the Responsorial Psalm of Daily Mass, which is really what made me decide to talk about this today. And I think there's some 
some words of wisdom in in this responsorial psalm and a reminder that you know it it is perception and because it's perception we can change the way we perceive something you know what i mean we can change the way we perceive something and as a result bring greater peace to ourselves or let the lord grade bring greater peace to us it's going to make it's going to make sense uh at least I hope it will. <laughs> so stick around with me and, and let's chat about this. And I'm going to share something personal from this morning because you need to hear this. You need to hear this. I need to be honest with you. I need to um, I need to remain as transparent as, pos- as possible because that's the only way I'm going to help you. And that's the only way I can be of use to you is if I can share what I'm going through and how the Lord has gotten me through it, and continues to get me through it. So we'll talk more about that after after our prayer. So right now, we're going to turn to our Father in Heaven. I would invite you to follow along with me. I'm, I'm going to lead. You follow. And we're going to talk to our Father in Heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for your constant presence in our lives. Father, thank you for creating us. Thank you for sustaining us. Thank you for providing for all of our needs from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time. We're grateful for your, your care, Father, for, um, for your patience with us. Even though we stray, we get ourselves into trouble, you don't go anywhere, you don't change. You're always here for us. Father, we lift up our, our problems to you, especially those ones that are overly burdensome right now. Those ones that just don't seem solvable. We know, Father, that to you nothing is impossible. You're not surprised by anything. We can't present you a problem that you'll say, I don't know what to do with it. You can always do something with it. You can always bring good out even out of even the most serious situation, difficulty in our lives. So we give them all to you, Father. We surrender to your will. We ask you, Father, to use us as your instruments in the world. Please grant us peace so that we can share peace with others. We pray for anybody who has asked for our prayers. We pray for those who are still suffering the effects of the recent hurricane, especially in the south of the United States. We pray for those who are sick, those who are lonely, those who are struggling with anxiety today, Father. And I pray that you will send out your spirit on me today so that I can deliver the message that you want me to deliver. And finally, I ask that you open all of our minds and hearts so that we can be receptive and respond to your message. Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for, for tuning into the program. Again, my name is Gary Zimak, and uh, we come to you Monday through Friday for 30 minutes each day. I'm glad to be here again. The Lord has given me another day to spend with you, and I'm really thankful for it. I want to, before we get any further, I need to take a sip of the beverage day. Now, listen, yesterday I did apple cider. Today, today I have another creative one. 
Don't get used to this because we're, we're going to, I'm not going to, I can't keep up this pace, but I just happen to have some of this in the house. So I'm going to have a sip of this and it looks really good to me and I feel kind of thirsty right now. So this comes at a good time. So here we go. Oh, that's good. A little tart. Can you guess what it is? If you guessed lemonade, you are correct. I have some lemonade in the house today, so that's going to be my beverage du jour. I hope you have beverage. Hope you got a snack. Hope you're ready to settle in and talk a little bit about the Lord and how He can be a part of your life and how He can bring you peace. Uh, and, and I'm so privileged to be able to do this, to have this conversation with you, to lead this conversation with you. I pray that I can continue to do it for many years to come. I want to thank you if you have responded to my um my plea for funding, if you've helped me out financially, I'm very grateful. If you have not done so and you would like to do so, you can make a donation to my ministry by going to followingthetruth.com. If you want to write to me and let me know what you think of this program, what you think of my daily email reflections, uh, please do so. I would encourage you to do so. I'd love to hear from you. My email address is gary at followingthetruth.com. While you're at followingthetruth.com, you might want to check out some of my resources, including all of my books. Stay tuned for more information about the book that's going to be coming out soon. It's called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. That's coming out from the Word Among Us Press. It's going to be out very soon, and I'll have more details on that uh, in, in the within the next couple of weeks. I want to let you know one thing also. I'm really grateful to Matthew Kelly and the folks at Dynamic Catholic. They, uh, I wrote a book for them a few years ago. It's called Stop Worrying and Start Living. It's a daily, 365-day daily devotional for, for those who are struggling with anxiety. And um, it, it's, it's really the book, praise the Lord, the book has done very well. And Dynamic Catholic has been so good about sharing excerpts from that book over the years. And recently... They, I was featured in Matthew Kelly's daily email reflections, and, and the results were so good that the book sold out at Dynamic Catholic. So currently, Stop Worrying and Start Living, my daily devotional from Dynamic Catholic, is out of stock at Dynamic Catholic. However, if you are interested in getting a copy of the book, you can still get it at Amazon.com. It's available. It is in stock. If you're looking for an easy way to get a link to the book, just go to followingthetruth.com. And uh, there's a there's a page I have, a tab that says books. You scroll down to Stop Worrying and Start Living, and it'll take you to the Amazon link. So you can get there right from my website, followingthetruth.com. I just wanted to mention that because I noticed that the book is out of stock. This is not the first time this happened. The last time, Dynamic Catholic will promote this book once or twice a year. And when they do, it always seems to sell out, which is a great thing. Good and bad, you know. It, I'm 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 thrilled that the book is selling out, but I'm I'm frustrated that more people can't get the book. But it is in stock at Amazon.com if you're interested. Okay, so today's topic is focusing on the what is as opposed to the what if. And more and more, I, I really feel the Holy Spirit laying this on my heart, saying, "Gary, you're supposed to talk about this. You're supposed to address this," because I think that so many of the causes of our anxiety are things of the world, things that are not as bad as they seem. And, and, and I, I want to I elaborate on that a little bit 
because I don't I don't want to write off or or minimize anybody's problems. You know, problems are problems. They can be really, 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 really bad. And, and nobody has the right to tell you your problem is not serious. And certainly I don't have that right. But I think if we put everything in perspective, th- then I then I think that even what we would appear what appear what would appear to be us to us as a very serious problem loses some of its seriousness if we put it into its proper perspective and remember that God is bigger than that problem. It's not easy to do. And and I want to be really careful and sensitive. Trust me, I care about your problems. I really do. And that's what motivates me to keep doing what I do. But a lot of times when I'm telling you things, I'm telling them to myself too. So so let me let me back up a little bit and talk to you about this morning. So so this morning I wake up and I saw something uh Report and I, and I don't normally look at the news. I forget how I saw this. I might have turned my phone on. I have my my liturgy of the hours. I pray the divine office in the morning. It's something that's been helping me a lot lately, and I have it on my phone. So I turn my phone on, and sometimes I see these messages pop up, these notifications from Twitter, and um, a local meteorologist in the in the Philadelphia area was talking about the remnants of of Hurricane Ida and how. There could be potential tornadoes arriving in our area where I live on on Wednesday. Um, not, not the type of thing you want to hear first thing in the morning. So this is where I got to be totally honest with you about who I am, what I'm all about, what I struggle with. I am somebody who tends to be anxious. That that goes to back to when I was a young child. I always could conjure up some pretty serious what if scenarios, many of which never came, most of which never came about, but I could go worst case very easily. And that's the way I am. You know, some of us do that very well. Some people don't. Some people, and and I wrote about this in my daily reflection today, some people look at a tornado watch or tornado warning even and say, well, these weather forecasters they get it wrong all the time. I don't really care. Somebody else can look at that and say, well, yeah, this could be a serious threat, but I know God is bigger. I put my trust in him. He can bring good out of it, and I'm not going to panic because I just trust him so much. And somebody else can look at that and totally freak out and say, oh, my gosh, a tornado. My house is going to be blown away. I'm going to be killed. I'm going to, where am I going to get a new house? But I fall very easily, very often into that third category. You know, I... I'm not proud of it, but I don't even think it's anything to be ashamed of. This is the way my mind works. Now, if it stopped there, if I said, yeah, I worry all the time, I go worst case, I I panic, and and it didn't go any further than that, then you should just stop listening to me because my advice isn't going to help you any. But I'd I'd like to believe, and I do believe this, that I do have something to offer. Because even though my mind tends to go to the worst case, and I do tend to be afraid of something at least once each day, probably a lot more than that. Something I probably shouldn't be afraid of, let me just add. Even though I'm like that, right? I have learned, it took me a long time, I have learned how to move from that point, that point of fear, that point of hopelessness, that point of discouragement, 
to focus on the power and the love of God and his presence in my life. And when I do that, and that requires some work on my part, I've got to make that, I've got to pivot and I've got to shift my focus to God and to Jesus leading me by the hand to my heavenly father and to that Holy Spirit who works in me and to the angels and saints who are praying for me. You know, I've got to, I've got to make that pivot. I've got, to, I've got to change my focus. I have to turn the news off. I have to pick up my Bible. I have to start praying. I have to get to daily Mass. You know, these are things that I have learned that I have to do. And when I begin to worry, and I do begin to worry, and that's what you need to know, and that's exactly why I think I can help you, and that's exactly why I think the Lord is allowing me to remain basically an anxious person who has discovered the secret to moving away from that anxiety. It's because of the fact that I get it. And I understand what it's like to be overcome with worry. But I also understand that it's possible to steer with the help of the Holy Spirit my thoughts away from what's causing me to worry and to shift them to the reality of God and His power and His love and His presence in my life. And when I do that, my feelings change. You know, and I think that's the key for all of us. And I mentioned in my daily reflection today, I'm going to say it again here, I am not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist. I can't give medical advice or professional uh, mental health advice. I can't, I'm not qualified. But I'm somebody who has always struggled with worry, not necessarily clinical anxiety, but pretty serious worry with panic attacks, associated stomach problems, heart palpitations, and a number of other maladies. And um, I have learned that Jesus can help me and has helped me and continues to help me. And I want to share that with you. You know, there are times when clinical anxiety is a biological condition. Again, I'm not a professional, but I've talked to enough professionals and read enough to know that sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. And in, in addition to the prayer, to the sacraments, to the scripture, you need therapy and or medication sometimes. So what I would say to you is the advice I was given by a, a, a medical uh, therapist one day who said, uh, I said, well, when do you know? When do you know to go see somebody for help? And she said, well, if you try all these, these things involving faith, which, which I, I really believe you, you try these things first, or at least at the same time you're seeking medical help, but if it still doesn't get better, if you're still overcome by anxiety, it's time to get some help. And remember this, again, not spoken as a professional or, or anybody who can give medical advice because I can't, uh, remember this, that I do believe that, and this is my opinion, that God heals in many ways. It doesn't mean you don't have faith because you are going to therapy. It doesn't mean you don't have faith because you are taking medication. Now, medication was not right for me. I was on it for a brief period of time. Back in my 20s, it just made me apathetic. It made me not care. It, it, it was very, very difficult. Medication was not right for me. And praise the Lord, I have not been on any kind of medication for my anxiety over the years uh, after that. And Jesus really has helped me to, to experience peace. But I become more convinced, more and more convinced, that when I worry, 
I am turning away from the Lord and not trusting that he's good for his word and that he's going to help me. And, and you know, so, so I've learned that, and, and there would be no excuse knowing what I know if, if I didn't try to, to fix that. In other words, if I just, okay, tornado warning, I start to panic and I just lock my door and start worrying and being afraid, that's wrong. That's wrong. Could be sinful. You know, again, I I avoid, I've talked about this before, I avoid saying where worry crosses the line over into sin. But in my case, in in my particular situation, I believe that oftentimes I I have crossed that line. So it would be wrong for me to just withdraw into myself and begin worrying and panicking. It does no good. On the other hand, a good thing would be to turn to God and, and pray. Lord, please help me. Please protect me from this storm. And then do any, you know, make sure I take any precautions that are necessary to, to, to make sure my family and I are safe. You know, you do what you can and then you let God do the rest. But pure worry, that's never a good response to fear. And, and I've also learned, and that's really the topic of today, that if, my, if I shift my focus, many times what I'm worried about are the worst case or the what-if scenarios. What if this never gets better? What if this gets worse? What if I can't handle it? You know, what if, totally imaginary, because at, at, at that point in time when I'm saying what if, they're not real situations in my life. But even though they're imaginary, that doesn't mean that I don't get bad feelings from them. I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid because of these imaginary situations. I am. If I think negative thoughts, I'm going to feel negative feelings. It really is that simple. So what do I do? I can deny the truth, you know, a potential weather, impending weather situation. I could deny it and say, well, that I don't believe it. Uh, I could uh, get the results of my blood work and there's a problem. And I could say, well, I don't believe it. I can say, I don't believe that my company is really going to lay me off, even though they're struggling financially and there's rumors of layoffs. I don't believe it. But that's not legitimate. I mean, that's not reality. That's burying your head in the sand. I think a more realistic approach is to say, yes, this is a potential problem, but God's bigger than this problem. God loves me and God can help me. Then turn to him for help. Lord, please help me with this. And then do what you can. If you got bad blood work and your doctor tells you to get treatment, you go get the treatment. If there's bad weather on the way, you follow the instructions of the authorities. Take shelter, do something, protect yourself. If your company's starting to struggle, you what can you do? You can... Get your resume in order and look for a new job. There's something you maybe save some money, you know? So it's important to not dwell on what if. What if this never gets better? What if I can't handle this? But instead to focus on the what is. That God loves me, God is with me, and God's bigger than whatever I'm worried about. And that's really true. That's not denying reality. That is focusing on Honestly, when you're talking about a what-if scenario and the what-is of God, the what-is is a lot more realistic than the what-if. So many times we are afraid of something that might never happen. But instead, when we focus on God is all-powerful, God loves me, and God is with me, 
That's reality. And that's never going to change. And that will bring you peace. Now, of course, remember, you do what you can too while focusing on those things. Because a lot of times the way God helps you is he enables you to do something about your situation. The the excerpt from the psalm, this is actually Psalm 27, verse 1, that I, that I was talking about at the beginning of the show. This is from today's Daily Mass. I like this. Listen, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom should I be afraid? That is one of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture. Because if the Lord really is your light, your salvation, and your, your refuge, why should you be afraid of anything? Well, the answer is you shouldn't. But sometimes we are. So what do we do when we are? Why am I afraid if the Lord is my, my light, my salvation, my refuge? Why am I afraid? Because I'm not recognizing Him as my light, my salvation, and my life's refuge at that point in time. So by a, a simple shift of focus to the power of the Lord, and oftentimes the Bible is great at this because we hear these stories time after time of, in the New Testament, Jesus performing miracles, and in the Old Testament of God getting his people out of one jam after another. He's a God of miracles, and he wants to help you. He can help you. Does that mean you will never have to suffer? No, it does not mean that. Look at the life of the Blessed Mother. Look at the life of Jesus. They suffered. But they also found peace knowing that their Father in Heaven loved them. Jesus had a Father in Heaven, even though He was divine. He still had a Father in Heaven. The Blessed Mother, all the saints, you and me, we have that same Father. We were adopted by Him. He's going to take care of us. So I think the secret, and we only have a couple minutes left, the secret of finding peace in this life is to focus more on the reality. It's not a what if, it's the what is. That God loves us, God is with us, and God can handle any of our problems. He's bigger than any of our problems. Focus on that instead of what if this never gets better. If this, if this whatever this is, becomes a real problem in your life, you can rest assured that that God who loves you, who is with you, and who is bigger than your problems is going to give you the grace to somehow get through that problem. And that's where faith comes in. So look, I'm going to continue to pray for you. I hope you understand that I am very much a work in progress, that I still struggle with this fear thing. But I have learned the secret. And together, you and me, we can get through whatever it is that we're going through. I'm going to do my best to help you. And together, with the Lord helping us, we can do this. If you have questions, please email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Please know that I am praying for you every day. And I appreciate your prayers as well. And I look forward, God willing, to being back with you here tomorrow on Following the Truth. We're going to leave it up to the Lord. If He wants me here and I can do it, I'm going to be here. I really hope you'll be able to join me because it just won't be the same without you. You know how it is, right? Have yourself a wonderful day. Thanks for being so great to me over the years. I'm so thankful. You know, this January is going to be 10 years of full-time ministry for me. I can't believe it, and I am so thankful. I can't do it without your help. So I thank you for your financial contributions, for your, your support, for your prayers. And um, yeah, I'm very grateful. 
Anyway, have a fantastic night. I look forward to being back with you here tomorrow on Following the Truth. God bless. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.